Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We're going to bring in now Jeff Snook, who has done a fantastic job covering this mess surrounding the Big Ten. You just heard me talking about Nebraska's parents potentially filing a lawsuit to try and allow the Big Ten football season to happen. We're going to get into a bunch of the other details now, and I'm excited to welcome him in. And uh, Jeff, as a background... I believe you have written 14 different books. You are uh, a long time plugged in with Ohio State. For people who may not be familiar with you, kind of give them your background and uh, you can plug some of the books and everything else to give them an idea of, uh, of what you've accomplished in uh, your career so far. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Clay. Uh, yes, I'm not on Twitter. I'm somewhat old school, and uh, I just never joined it, probably never will. I'm not real fond of the 140 characters. Now I believe it's 280, isn't it? So That's right. Uh, to, me, to me, I'm more, uh, you know, the old school journalist that believed in great depth of a story as opposed to the USA Today approach. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I want to clear something up. I, I am not an Ohio State beat writer. I don't cover the program on a daily basis or the Big Ten on a daily basis. I went to school there back in the late 70s and early 80s. And then I went to Florida and worked in the newspaper business for a long time as a beat writer for college football. So I have experience as a college football beat writer. I basically left the newspaper business years ago and have been writing books full time. And I live in Florida full time. So that's, you know, I'm not a beat writer up here in Ohio. I have a summer home up here that I'm at now that I come to three or four months a year just to get out of the heat. And right now get out of the COVID because I live in Palm Beach County and it's, uh, it's uh, you know, they've had a lot of positive tests there and uh, 
I've I've had asthma for years, so I you know I didn't I want to get out of there and not get it and be up here during the good weather. So I just want to clear that up. But I'm not a beat writer like other guys that work this beat full time. Uh, but yeah, I have written uh, I think 14 books. I just finished my first non-sports book, which comes out next month, and I'm beginning another non-sports book uh, on my dad's World War II experiences in the in the Pacific that I was supposed to travel through the South Pacific here in the next two months, but it looks like that's going to be canceled. Uh, so anyway, but I do have experience with the Big Ten going back to the 70s. I know how they operate. They've always operated the same way, in total darkness, no transparency. It hasn't gotten any better, but, uh, you know, I refer back to the you know, the biggest decision they've made in their 125-year history prior to this was sending Ohio State to, to the Rose Bowl over Michigan in 1973. If you're familiar with that, it's very controversial. They never, ever revealed a, a vote. To this day, people don't know what that vote was. And Bo Schembechler went to his grave some 33 years later, still bitter as ever over that decision. And until the past two weeks... That's about the worst thing I've ever seen the Big Ten do. But, boy, how they've handled this, I mean, it is just one large mess. And it doesn't appear to be getting any better uh, by the day. So Yeah, so I am fired up about this. And some people are like, oh, my God, I never would have believed that Clay Travis would end up the biggest advocate for Big Ten football anywhere on the planet. But for Big Ten fans, for players, for the parents of players, for coaches – I just feel like they have been fundamentally led astray, and frankly, I feel like they've been lied to uh, to a certain extent. So I want to unpack some of this with you, um, and uh, and let's start here. They keep releasing new statements about whether there was a vote, what exactly went on with the presidents and the chancellors. I'm fired up about this to start with because 13 of the 14 Big Ten schools are state institutions. The idea, the idea that there shouldn't have to be a public accounting for each president and chancellor where whether you agree with them or not, you know, like I want to know how Purdue voted. I want to know how Ohio State voted. I want to know how Michigan voted. And I want all of those state institution taxpayer funded universities to actually have to have their presidents and chancellors stand up and allow themselves to be accounted for. You, I think, are probably fired up about this, too. Why is there no public recitation of what the votes were? Or if there even was a vote? This is how they've always operated, and it's not any different now. they got a commissioner on the job from the Minnesota Vikings that has no background in the Big Ten. To my knowledge, he's not in Chicago yet. He's still working out of Minneapolis. So these parents that are going to Chicago uh, today on Friday. To protest. uh, to protest, I don't think they have anybody to meet with. So whether they're going to stand in front of the offices and, and, and you know, attract some media or not, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't even know if they know that he's not in Chicago, unless he's flying in just for uh, PR purposes to be seen there. Uh, but, no, this is just how they've conducted business over the years. And, you know, you're exactly right. 13 out of the 14, with the exception of Northwestern or public schools, receive public money. And but first of all, let me start with this premise. Do you believe actually there was a vote? (laughs) I don't know what to believe at this point because there have no I don't. I let me say that I don't believe there was a vote because the University of Minnesota president, I think, came out and said they never officially voted. And unless that person is lying, I, I don't think there was a vote. 
I 100% believe they did not vote. People have told me they did not vote. Sandy Barber referred to it. The president of Minnesota referred to it. Last night, I see the chancellor of Nebraska tweeted they did vote. But there was no official vote. Well, I think what they did is they, he led the discussion, first of all. Kevin Warren guided this discussion among Big Ten presidents. And you got to realize, going into that meeting, you got four or five presidents on one side that wanted to play. you got four or five presidents on the other side that did not want to play, definitely. you got a lot of presidents in the middle that were on the fence. They were they were busy this summer tending the university business, not really gauging athletic programs related to the COVID. They didn't have time for it. They were relying on their athletic directors to report to them on a daily basis about the COVID numbers and what was happening in their uh, football facilities and their bubble there. And all those reports have come back very, very positive, and I mean positive in a negative test way. And, uh, you know, they continue to tell you, coaches and athletic directors, how those players are safer there than they are released to the general public or to the campuses. So what they're doing directly conflicts anything they claim in the name of player safety. So, you know, that being said, sure, if, if there was a vote, the vote should be revealed. It should be revealed the number, which presidents voted on one side, which presidents voted on the other. But the reason it won't be revealed is because it didn't happen. He guided this discussion, a general discussion. It was a back and forth, I was told. A lot of presidents asked questions, uh, deep questions. A lot. Some presidents pushed to push this back, the schedule back to September 26th and kick it off then or the latest October 3rd, that Saturday. He resisted and guided the whole conversation toward beginning in the spring, which brings up a whole other set of problems, total hypocrisy, how we're going to be safer in the, in, in the spring, foot, and not even the subject of playing two seasons in a 10- or 11-month uh, stretch. I mean, this, this, you can't make this up. It's just disgraceful how it's been handled. And he released a letter yesterday that didn't make sense at all. I don't know if you read it or not. Yeah, it's nonsensical. I mean, this guy, I, I think they realize, Clay, they've made a bad hire, and they don't know what to do with it because it's so soon. This is the first decision. You know, that when he came in, the first thing he did was initiate uh, a voter registration drive for his 10,000 student-athletes. And some of those courses he uh, they, he wanted in there and has instituted were things such as uh, voter suppression and so forth. And, and you know, I always question, is that the role of a conference commissioner, a conference athletic commissioner to do that? But he's just botched this completely, and he's operating in total darkness. If you, if you watched his interview with the Big Ten Network on the day – that they uh, announced the uh, postpone. I call it a cancellation. They call it a postponement. But how do you postpone fall sports to the spring of 2021 and call it a postponement? It's it's a cancellation. And uh, if you watch that press conference, I mean, it was laughable how he avoided questions. And I don't even know what he said. I mean, nothing was specific. But it's it's like they don't care about this public, this alumni, the fans of the Big Ten that have built this in a billion dollar industry through their ticket, uh, you know, gate receipts, donations, the TV ratings. I mean, TV is TV ratings and contracts have they've made these people rich. And they all have seven-figure salaries, and yet they act like they don't owe the public any explanation on the decisions they make, including the biggest decision they've ever made. There's so many ramifications to this and long-term effects of this. You're going to see non-revenue sports cut across the board. Uh, it just you, you could go on and on, student-athletes without a game to play after preparing for it. And I'm not just talking about football. 
uh, men's and women's non non revenue sports. The 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 trickle down effect of this will be huge. So uh, you know, unlike most people up here in Ohio right now, I'm sitting here rooting for the ACC, Big Twelve, and SEC to follow through and make this work because that'll further illustrate just what a dumb, dumb decision this was. And, you know, even if it turns out to be the correct one in the, lo- in the long run, if these other conferences have to shut it down, it was way too premature. And, and, and the way they've handled it, they couldn't have handled it any worse. We're talking to Jeff Snook, uh, and, and you said so much that I agree with, and I want to unpack a little bit more, but I want to start with what you said about Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, potentially being over his head. And you said something I think that's really interesting, which is four or five schools want to play, four or five don't, and then there's you know four or five, three or four, whatever it is right there in the middle that are waiting to make determinations about what to do. Which schools do you think wanted to play based on the people that you have talked with? I definitely believe Ohio State at the top, Iowa, Nebraska, and Penn State wanted to play. Uh, And then the other schools, you have different factions that wanted to play and didn't. So you definitely got Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel, the athletic director of Michigan, wanted to play. However, their president is, a, you may know, a medical doctor and a scientist. And he's aligned with that uh, governor up there by the name of Gretchen Whitmer, who doesn't want any high school or college football played in her state. So he voted. He would. And I, I, I remiss. There was no vote. He did not want to. He did not want to play. Yeah. Uh, and then you you got Wisconsin. Barry Alvarez, the longtime athletic director, he coached that program for 25 years. He definitely wanted to play, and he, I don't think he could convince his president to go along with that. Uh, so right there is six that you know you have different factions. Rutgers and Maryland were a definite no, uh, which brings up a whole other you know issue of them ever being invited to this conference. Jim Delaney's biggest mistake, in my opinion, was reaching out and putting them in this conference only to extend his Big Ten network uh, reach to the East Coast, and, and it was a dollar grab. But they don't fit in this conference at all. I mean, they don't make a commitment to uh, improving their athletics like they should. And it's just, they stick out like a sore thumb. But anyway, they, you know, and, and all I need to point to is the Rutgers players going to a party on July 29th and then, and then 28 of them test positive uh, within the next week. And that scared the presidents as well, as well as the issue of myocarditis that the Indiana offensive lineman had. So, and the rest of them were on the fence of what to do, and they were still trying to determine which science to listen to, which data to listen to, and there's so many conflicting things right there. So, you know, they had some medical people telling them that just the opposite of what the medical people are telling the ACC, Big 12, and SEC commissioners. And now, I'm sure you noticed in the last 48 hours, the heart specialist at the University of Michigan has come out and said the Big Ten used flawed data, and they weren't paying attention to the correct data. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just hard to believe any of this. Uh, you know, the inconsistencies are just glaring, and, they, and it just doesn't get any better by the day. They, you know, they just don't improve their situation with any transparency at all. Uh, amen. All right, so it seems clear that the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, did not want to play this fall. And no certainly that, that he helped to lead uh, the Big Ten chancellors and presidents to that determination that they shouldn't play for the fall. Why does he not want to play when, in particular, his own son, who theoretically he's going to care about more than anything, certainly in the world of athletics, 
is going to be playing at Mississippi State. So if it's so dangerous in his mind that no athletes in the Big Ten can play for the entire fall, he can't even persuade his own son to follow that recommendation. Why do you think he was so uh, so convinced that the idea of playing college football this fall was a non-starter? Well, that's the million-dollar question, but I haven't seen him in front of a microphone yet. I mean, have you? No. He's, just, he's avoiding the media back in Minneapolis, and, uh, you know, it, it now the people that cover the Big Ten are going to realize what they have to deal with with this guy as far as a lack of transparency. There's going to be future issues if they keep him employed that they're they're going to have to deal with him on. And it's obvious that he's not a media-friendly guy. He's not a PR guy. Uh, he's operating in darkness. But who knows what his motivation was? I mean, people have speculated politics are involved. When you reflect back on that voter registration drive, he's been very, very outspoken about the George Floyd issue and registering to vote. And I don't want to get into politics, but I mean, that's just a fact. He's been very outspoken. I think he gave an interview Sunday to Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports about this very issue, and he talked to him at length about it. And, you know, he's an athletic conference commissioner of one of the biggest conferences in this country. And rather than talk about the issue of conference athletics and the individual schools and their decisions, he's gone off track a little bit here, in my opinion, and talking about these things that have no relevance to whether they play college football or not this fall. So we don't know his motivations, but he's opposed to playing, even though his own son is playing. How do you think that plays for your average Big Ten supporter to see oh the commissioner God. shutting down a sport in the fall, all sports, by the way, not just college football, but certainly all sports, when his own son is going to be theoretically competing in college football this fall. Well, if you've read any of these boards out there on all these <laughs> hundreds of sites, it is, it's not 99%. It's 100% negative reaction toward this guy. He must be tone deaf. And I keep seeing a little bit, well, I, I take that back. There's 1% of the people who say his son's an adult. He can do what he wants to do. But let's face it, if that's the case, and, and, and this man stands for principle and what is right and wrong, and he keeps continues to cite player safety and COVID numbers, you know, is the Big Ten and, and the Midwest and these states up here less safe than the state of Mississippi, it's Starkville, Mississippi right now, and, you know, on the practice field, engaging in contact with his teammates and then going forward and playing a football game. If he really believes that, would he expose his son to the dangers of it? I mean, it's like I said, it's hard to make this up. I mean, the inconsistencies are just huge, and fans notice this. You think you don't think Big Ten players are going to notice this kid practicing and playing? I mean, he's been there. He's still practicing, my knowledge, last two days. He's going to play. Big Ten players are just shaking their heads at this. It's, it's unbelievable. They're asking the questions. I give Justin Fields credit for what he's done. I mean, don't fade into the background and let your future and your present be determined by a guy that worked for the Minnesota Vikings up to five months ago, never set foot in the Big Ten before. I mean, they did everything. That's what's sad. They did everything right. And I, I point to Ohio State because I know that program and what the players went through for the last eight months to quarantine and to prepare and to do all the safe things they needed to do, just like at other schools, several other schools of the Big Ten that take football seriously, unlike the two I mentioned earlier. 
they did everything right, and then they had it swiped away from them, and now they, they want to put them out into the general campus or send them back to their hometowns where they're more exposed than they were before. So it's just hypoc- it's just so hypocritical of what's going on right now. We're talking to Jeff Snook, uh, and, and, and I want to hit on some of this hypocrisy in addition to the commissioner's own son playing. This newest idea that has taken root, that it is somehow going to be safe to play in January, leaving aside that it's going to be a JV squad because the best players won't play. I, I just want you to explain like what in the world people could be thinking here. It's not safe to play in late September, September 26th or October 3rd or any time in November or December outdoors college football. But suddenly it's going to be safe to play indoors college football in January? I mean, this is pure lunacy, right? It is. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's Number one, it's not going to happen. So anybody that they, they're towing the company line telling you that's going to happen, they'll be the laughing stock if they follow through and begin football in January and turn around and do it again in the fall. I mean, have you ever stood on the sidelines of a college football game, Clay? Yes, you know what it's like, right? I mean, the physicality of the game is entirely underrated for everybody who's never... I, I did a book about the University of Tennessee, and I got to watch a ton of the games from the sideline and see right. the, the, you know, the hits, the speed, all of it up close and personal. And then I've gotten, fortunately, to be a media member and be down on the field for a lot of big right. games over the years. So, yes, I'm fortunate to do that, but the average person has not. Yeah, well, I thought so. It just TV never does it justice. And, you know, I covered the NFL for brief periods in the 80s, and I always compared it to this. Just imagine 22 Volkswagens starting their engine and colliding every single play. Yeah. And you have 170 to 200 plays a game. Now in college football, you have more because of the, the, the uh, you know, the red no offenses offer. and everything. Yeah. But it, and college football might be a degree lesser because of the size and speed. It is. It's as intense and as violent, and the noise. And, and I wish the average fan who watches it on TV could be down there for one game because they would be shocked. But to do that, and I don't know if they're going to cut the schedule. They have no plans, first of all. But if they cut the schedule to eight or nine games instead of ten or eleven in the spring, and then try to come back, what are you going to do? Water down the fall season. So what you're doing is you're bastardizing two seasons into one instead of having to just can it until next August and start fresh with a full season. You're going to have all these kids opting out. Justin Fields is not going to play this spring. Neither is Sean Wade, their cornerback. And that goes for every Big Ten school that's got a kid that might be taken in the top three rounds. They'd be crazy to play January, February, or March, or whenever they're talking about, and then turn around and try to prepare for the combine or NFL draft that would, that follows that. I mean, this is not going to happen. And if it does, it's terribly unfair to every underclassman. Uh, and they talk and they talk about player safety and player health. And then in the same breath, they want to do this. I, I, it's just comical. It's, it's really disgraceful, comical. You can add any adjective you want to add. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Snook, and I'm fired up about this conversation. It's going well. Can you hang with us for a little bit more segment? I want to get an update from my, uh, my anchor here. Sure, Clay. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I've been grinding all day and all night. Hall of Fame on my mind. Here's a classic clip from OutKick. All right, we got Adam in Indianapolis. Adam, what you got? Hey, can I offer some constructive criticism for the call-in portion of your show? Yeah, no. That was from the OutKick Hall of Fame. Jeff Snook is with us. He is a, uh, a writer. And in fact, I actually want to ask a question about, uh, the, I'm a huge history buff, so he's writing a book on World War II. But in addition to that, he has covered college, NFL during his career, now is a full-time writer. And Jeff, you, uh, you've been writing a lot of uh, interesting things about this Big Ten mess. And as we went to break, I teased uh, that I wanted to ask you specifically about what Ohio State tried to make happen. Based on your conversations, how angry are the people associated with Ohio State Athletics with the decisions made by the Big Ten? Well, as angry as you can imagine any conference school would be, even more so. I mean, if you put this into perspective, no group of players across the 14 schools were more disappointed, angry, and bitter than Ohio State's locker room was. No head coach was more... Uh, just completely depressed and bitter than Ryan Day was, and with good reason. They had a team returning that would have been the favorite to win the national title along with Clemson. They had their quarterback back. They have so many draft-eligible players from next You know, they're going to go into the draft next year back. And not only that, it's the way they worked from the day they left that uh, Fiesta Bowl lost to Clemson, uh, motivated. If you pay attention to the national champions in the last 30 years, many, many of them were coming off a heartbreaking loss with a lot of players returning uh, and motivated. You know, you don't see a lot of teams repeat uh, Alabama aside in recent years because of the motivation factor. And they were as motivated as any team. You remember that game, they're up 16 to nothing, kicking a bunch of field goals. They should have been up about 24 or 27 to nothing. And they got several bad calls in total objectivity. They got several, and I was on the sidelines for most terrible calls in that game. And you know, talk about a lack of transparency with the SEC crew that called that game. But anyway, I don't want to digress. But uh, that was a heartbroken program uh, a week ago. It still is. And, you know, the athletic director knows that. I mean, he knew it from day one. He was heartbroken as well, Gene Smith. And just a a piece of information here, that decision was handed down on Tuesday. The first thing he did on Wednesday was call Kevin Warren and try to find a path for Ohio State to play somehow or some way and was quickly shot down. Somebody told me that was a very unpleasant conversation. I don't uh, have backup sources to know if it was or wasn't, but Gene Smith uh, wanted to make, make it appear like he was a good little soldier and go along with that and released a statement to the media later that day uh, that they would not be pursuing fall football 
especially in another conference, would you see message boards that they might do that? They're, they were never going to do that, in my opinion. Uh, the Big Ten is still a perfect fit for Ohio State, given the geography, the uh, financial implications, the academics. Uh, it's perfect for the Big Ten, and so is Michigan. And I don't see any either one of them ever leaving, no matter what the offers would be somewhere else, no matter how much they botched this decision. Uh, th- that's not going to happen. Right? So he went to work, I was told, immediately in putting together uh, a consortium, if you will, of they needed six teams to play. They needed six of the powerful teams. And I was told that they had uh, Iowa, Penn State, and Nebraska on board. They, they were trying to flip Wisconsin and Michigan and couldn't get it done for the factors we cited earlier. And uh, it's, from what I understand, it's a dead issue now. And when I reported that Tuesday night, it might have been dead at that point, but it had taken place the previous five to six days. And I'm surmising from what I'm hearing now that either on Monday or Tuesday, it was shot down and hit a brick wall. And yet my report was Tuesday night. So my facts in that were correct that it was had been taking place. But when Gene had plausible di- uh, deniability yesterday when he came out and he texted several media outlets, when they would ask him, is this true? And he would say, no, no, no truth to it. That's probably accurate today, and it's probably accurate yesterday. There's no truth to it now. But there was. And, the and, and for people made, out there who, who didn't see this, by the way, the idea was that Ohio State, Iowa, <laughs> Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin – would play a home-and-home outside of a traditional Big Ten season that everybody would have five opponents, they would play a home-and-home, and and they would that way be able to play ten games during the fall. Right, and just so you know, last night John Bacon, uh, the writer who has Michigan contacts, tweeted just as much that he was hearing the same thing. So he's got sources up there on the Michigan side that were telling the exact same thing about this plan. He had a tweet about midnight. He replied to somebody. He said, my sources are telling me uh, this was uh, uh, something that was work. being worked on as well. Yeah, but he didn't think it was going to come to fruition, I believe is how he stated it, something, something like that. And he was Yeah, and, and you think – you sorry to cut you off, but you think the governor of Michigan, who we have invited on this show, and not surprisingly, she hasn't responded for some reason. Obviously, you mentioned earlier the University of Michigan president was opposed to it, but you believe the athletic director and uh, at Michigan, as well as Jim Harbaugh, certainly would be in favor of playing, but that that is the obstacle. The the university president, in conjunction with the the governor of the state. Well, I think they're both in lockstep. So I think the athletic director, Ward Manuel, and the uh, governor totally agree on it. So I'm not saying she was the roadblock per se. If, yeah. the, if the president, if the president already had that belief, he doesn't need to refer to the governor. Yeah. Uh, I just think her feelings on she does not want high school or college football played in that state this fall. Yet the Lions are going to play uh, because you know the NFL. You can't. I think it's a little bit out of her jurisdiction, as popular as she is right now. Yeah. So, uh, but I just believe that president being a doctor and scientist, and I've read his quotes of what he said, uh, you know, they're, they're in total agreement. So it might not even got to her office. I mean, it just didn't help that she had that stance. Yeah. If, she, if she would have been a Republican and a proponent of playing football, then they would have had an issue. And that's what we have in Ohio. You know, Ohio is a Republican governor. And, and, and again, I'm not getting into politics, but he tweeted and he approved high school football and all four, all four sports just two days ago. 
So, you know, if you think about this, in the state of Ohio, you've got the president of the United States, the governor of Ohio, the athletic director, the head football coach, the fan base, the parents, and all the players want to play, but yet they're not playing. because it's the crazy. Guy hired, the guy they hired from Minnesota Vikings five months ago says they can't. So, and his kid happens to be playing at Mississippi State. So when you put that set of facts together, you tell me how that makes sense. Oh, I think that, and and not only that, Cincinnati Bearcats are playing right now in the state of Ohio, in addition, obviously, to the Browns and the uh, Bengals and and all the high school teams that are playing. So that brings me to the the final question that I want to ask you. And you've been fantastic, by the way. Uh, Jeff Snook, uh, go check out his books. Um, this, This scenario in general, let's say that the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 play, and they finish the season. Does Kevin Warren lose his job? Should he lose his job? How in the world could he keep it? Can you imagine the fallout of that? And I'm talking alumni, fan, donors. I hear right now that seven- and eight-figure donors at the University of Michigan are threatening to withhold their money uh, over this issue. And, uh, you know, the donors in college football basically have a lot of power. So do the board of trustees of all these universities. The presidents are the figureheads. And they work for these people. So can you imagine the fallout, the media fallout, the public fallout, if the ACC, Big 12, and SEC, and I'm rooting for them to do it. I hope they pull it off just for the simple fact you got 85 scholarship kids at all those programs that are trying to do this. And, and, you know, I hate to see it yanked away from one kid, let alone the numbers we're talking about. I hope they succeed and do it just to further illustrate how backwards this conference is in their thinking process. And uh, so, you know, there's no way he'd keep his job. Let's see if he keeps his job as it is. You know, what's sad is these Big Ten people up here, including him right now, and all the presidents that led groups, I'm sure, they're sitting up here rooting, just rooting for cases and hoping and praying for cases. And it sounds terrible to say it's callous. They don't want anybody to die. Let's put it that way. But if there's an outbreak on one of these college football campuses, they're not exactly frowning. You know, they, they, they don't want to be on an island that this didn't work. And let's not even count the Pac-12 because they have their own issues that don't relate to COVID. But they don't want these other three conferences to succeed, and that's sad that they're going to be sitting up here rooting because they want to be the front runner. They want to look like the geniuses that canceled ahead of everybody else, expecting the other four conferences to follow them. And it didn't happen. So now they're on an island not knowing what to do. If they restart and they would have to shut down by more positive tests, <laughs> Excuse me, then they would look terrible too. But, the, but that's not their greatest fear. Their greatest fear is to have these other three conferences succeed and play a season. They're petrified that's going to happen. Jeff, this has been phenomenal. I want to bring you back to talk about this book that you're going to be writing soon and more and continue to unpack everything uh, about this story in general. So can you hang with us for one more segment? I'm sure you can. Thanks for being with us. So uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick. When we come back, we'll ask Jeff about the newest book that he's writing. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Dot com slash sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be we're hanging out with jeff snook who has done a fantastic job covering everything in the big 10 um i know that you were saying earlier that you're working on a book and i'm a history buff so i, I have to circle back around on it about your father's uh service i think you said in uh during world war ii and you were hoping to go out to the the Pacific and be able to see some of those places. What's the book about, and what was your father's service experience like during World War II? Well, my father was in the 27th Infantry, and he uh, enlisted in the summer of 1940, even before Pearl Harbor. And just, you know, as guys did back then, they were patriotic. They wanted to do their duty, and this is before we entered World War II. And he went to Mineral Wells, Texas, and was in boot camp, and then went to was uh, progressed to Fort Ord in Monterey uh, on the Monterey Bay when Pearl Harbor was bombed. And within a week, his division uh, shipped out under the Golden Gate Bridge to Pearl Harbor and Sand Island. And from there, his home base was Kona. And his big battles were in Saipan, which if you ever read about that, was just like the Normandy invasion, very, very bloody, high uh, death rate. And then the Majura Islands, Okinawa, he saw a lot of battle, and he uh, has Purple Heart. He had two Purple Hearts, and he won the Bronze Star for saving a comrade in battle. But my father had a great memory, and uh, unlike a lot of recent veterans that maybe you know Vietnam, and I totally understand it, would come back and not want to talk about their uh, experiences, I went to a lot of his Army reunions. And World War II veterans, by and large, are different because they were looked upon when they returned as heroes, and they didn't mind talking about what they did or some of their experience. They were very modest. I don't mean that. They weren't bragging, but they were very factual about it and told great stories. So I went to some of his reunions with tape recorders. I, Before he passed away, the last five years, I spent hours with him. I have over 60 to 70 hours of tape of him talking about it. He's been featuring a couple documentaries, and I have all those. So I meant to write this when he was alive. It's my biggest regret. Uh, He passed away a year ago, November, at the age of 99. He was 45 days short of his 100th birthday. Wow. And uh, I wanted to do a book retracing his steps uh, from a service from mineral wells all the way through the South Pacific and all the islands he fought on, including Saipan. And I had it all arranged in September and October. And then, you know, COVID came along and I was still going to go to Hawaii and go to his old stomping grounds because after the war, he would return to Hawaii every two to three years. He met some local families there, Native Hawaiians, and, and he introduced my uh, brothers and sister and I to them. And we became good friends. We just kept going back to the islands and fell in love with it just like he did. And I wanted to write 
his life story based around his World War II service on all these experiences. And I wanted to see Saipan, where his main battles took place, because I had such great descriptions of uh, of that island and the invasion and so forth. But I'm just going to have to put it off until it's you know until the airlines open up and and uh, Hawaii opens up again. So, but I'm you know I'm, I just started at about I finished a book a biography a guy that created a wine tropic. His name's Ron Rice, and that's coming out next month. So I just took a little break and uh, and uh, I just started this World War II book here in the last month. Well, I can't wait to read the World War II book. I mean, it sounds like an incredible story, and uh, we need to stay in touch with you because I want to hear about that book. But also, who the heck knows what else is going to end up happening in the Big Ten. Thank you for giving us this time this morning on Friday, uh, and we look forward to talking to you again. I would give out your Twitter handle, but you're not on Twitter. Can people find you on Facebook? Do you have a public page? Is there anywhere they can uh, track you down? Yeah, yeah. Say thanks. Yeah, I do, Clay. It's just Jeff Snook at, at Facebook, and uh, you know, I you know, I'll probably not be covering much college football as years go on I, it, for various reasons. I'm just going to be more of a mainstream writer, but uh, so it probably won't be sports related as time goes on. I'm gonna get. I've I've spent my whole career in it, basically in college football, and it's just time for me to. I want to retreat and be nothing but a fan, not going to press box on Saturdays anymore, and just watch it on TV. I mean, Saturdays in the fall or have always been my greatest pleasure and I sit in the living room with three to four TVs on and I watch it from noon to midnight and and don't try not to miss a play across the country and I know a lot of the coaches still and assistant coaches across the country and all the conferences that's why I said these other three that are playing I'm rooting for them I know a lot of those coaches there and I talk to them on a daily basis and they think they can pull it off and I I, from what they're telling me I I agree with them so, uh, you know, I just want to retreat a little bit and, and just be more of a casual fan and watching the game and, and not do it as a living. But, uh, no, I appreciate the time. It was good talking to you. When we come back, we are going to roll into what we saw happen last night in the NBA. What do we learn, if anything, from LeBron and the Lakers' big win? We'll discuss. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.